Unturned is presented by Update AI. I'm seeing a lot of the efficiency metrics come to the forefront. So whether it's the CAC, uh, customer acquisition cost or the customer retention cost, the efficiency around how you're doing business is moving to the forefront because as you have this uncertainty around that top line growth, the other lever you can control is what does it take to run this business and how efficient are we being with what we have? Welcome to Unturned, a show about the leaders and innovators of companies who have forged incredible customer relationships and stories you can use to advance your own career. Here's your host, Josh Schachter. Hey everybody and welcome to Unturned. I'm Josh Schachter, founder and CEO of Update AI and host of Unturned. I'm here today with Ellie Wu. Ellie is the Vice President of Sales and Customer Success Excellence at Insight Partners. Insight Partners, if you're not in the VC founder fundraising space, you may not know all the VCs out there, but they're, they're one of the brightest out there. They've been around for 25 years. They've invested $30 billion in startups, have had 50 IPOs within that group uh, that includes over 500 companies in their portfolio. And those companies are companies like Salesforce, Shopify, Qualtrics, DocuSign, Twitter, Monday, Wix, you name it. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so, so we're in really good company here with Ellie, who has purview to all of those portfolio companies, um, and she's in good company with those companies. So Ellie, thank you so much for, for being here today. Thank you so much, Josh. And I, I don't know if it's if it's my headphones. I thought I heard you sales, say Salesforce, but I think you meant Salesloft. Oh, my mistake. Yes. Not Freudian. a problem. And just thank you for sure. VCs <laughs> love to course correct me. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> Not a problem. So so tell us, um, Ellie, I want to I want to hand over the intro a little bit to you in your own words, um, because I know Insight really takes pride in being very operational with their companies and really giving mm -hmm. that hands-on guidance and support. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Insight. Sure. So prior to joining Insight, I spent the bulk of my career starting from engineering, moving into sales, then from sales to CS, and then from CS to customer experience. And bringing that experience into our portfolio is really the, the benefit of those companies who get to partner with Insight. We have folks who are functionally aligned and we're called operators. That's, that's what the folks on the investment side call us, and it's because we have operating experience. Having the front row seat or the battle scars and knowing intimately the challenges and how we've navigated or how we wish we would have navigated things um, when we've been in these seats and being able to work with our CEOs um, and their leaders has been a really exciting role to have, particularly in this uh, current environment that we are still navigating. And, and what are some of the, like, like tactically speaking, what's some of the stuff that you work on with your portfolio companies? Because I think it's such a yeah. such an amazing, amazing benefit for a company to have resources like you. So what exactly does that look like? Yeah, um, we definitely partner with our investment team to look at how do we, uh, it could range from everything from evaluating uh, companies' post-sales structure, uh, and performance. It could also be helping them build, advising around what do I do when I am looking to move from a segmented approach to a multi-product segmented approach. So advising on those key areas and then also hiring, making sure that we connect great leaders with our portfolio companies based on what they need, because not every company needs the same type of leader. Some need somebody who's more commercially oriented. Others need somebody who's more familiar with the operational value-driven approaches uh, through implementation or 
onboarding. Some people need something very focused on enablement. So that's the range of the things that I get involved with with our portfolio companies. Awesome. Awesome. Before we move on, I want to get to know you a little bit. I'd like to do this with all our guests. Uh, the name of our podcast is Unchurned. We want to be raw. We want to be authentic. So in that okay. spirit, a couple of very quick questions for you. No, no, nothing too, too complicated. Where were you born and where do you live today? I was born in Taipei, Taiwan, and I live just outside of Seattle, Washington today. And what's something that some of your colleagues, Portcos, would be surprised to know about you? You know, I found that some folks are surprised that I speak Mandarin. And um, even though it was my first language, I, I think there is this inherent bias just based on how I speak English that they are sometimes surprised that I, I speak Mandarin or that I wasn't born here. Uh, who, who's someone in your career that you've really looked up to, whether you've known them or not directly? Who's somebody that you've looked up to? Oh, there's so many. I've been really fortunate to know some really exceptional women. Reshma Sujani is definitely one that comes to mind. And I just her story, her resilience, um, the lessons that she's so candidly shared about what she learned at her run at trying to uh, pursue public office and what she's been able to do today for so many of the girls and women who have pursued a career in engineering and otherwise, I, I think she's just amazing. I, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. Who who is she? So she founded Girls Who Code, and then uh, she wrote a fantastic book, which is I think it's called Pay Up. I have to. I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank on that, but. We'll definitely send you some more information following our chat, Josh. You're, you're on the spot. That's fine. I'm, I'm putting pressure on you. And again, for, for everybody listening that wants to look her up, what's what's her name? Reshma Sujani. Reshma Sujani. Okay. Yes. Awesome. All right. Let's 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 talk uh, a little go to market, a little a little customer success here. Um, you know, as you know, a lot of our audience are in customer success and, and adjacent fields and functions within SaaS. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're in right now, we're, we're recording this in, in Q4 2022. Uh, we're in what some might say is a, is a downturn, right? And there's anxiety out there. Um, and I've been going around to some CS conferences and you hear just a lot about metrics and numbers. And, and, and there's this, it feels to me like there's this, there's just this intense focus right now on making sure that CS is really demonstrating its own ROI. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanna get some of your thoughts on that and how you see that manifesting in inside of your portfolio companies. Yeah, so the analogy that comes to mind and what we're seeing here, I don't know if you remember what it was like when you were in your 20s or early 30s, when you could really pretty much do a lot and you'd be fine pop up the next day, pull an all-nighter, not an issue. Then you get to a certain age in your life where all of that can catch up to you. And then you're like, whoa, this next doctor visit is giving me a lot of data that isn't exactly the best news. What do I need to do and calibrate? And what's like my what's my assessment going to be of everything that's happening here so that we can right size things or make some adjustments so that there's more longevity? Right. And, and so if we take that and that experience, I think some companies are going through that now. And it's mainly driven by the uncertainty, mainly on the top line growth. So previously it was growth at all costs or, hey, I could hire more people and push that number higher. And we're, we're moving out of that stage where there's a lot more critical review being done of, okay, that's great. That's your NRR. What did it take to get to that NRR? What are the resources and investments required to do that or even hit any number? 
So I'm seeing a lot of the efficiency metrics come to the forefront. So whether it's the CAC, uh, customer acquisition cost or the customer retention cost, the efficiency around how you're doing business is moving to the forefront because as you have this uncertainty around that top line growth, the other lever you can control is what does it take to run this business and how efficient are we being with what we have? And the efficiencies here, are you, you're, you're referring to, to, to sales dollars, to, to marketing and advertising dollars. You're, you're, I think you're everything's on the board. Everything. Everything's on the board. Um, people operations. People operations. What does it take for you to, what does it take for you to close the sale? What does it take for you to keep a sale? All of it. Yeah. So, so let's talk now to customer success leaders. Is the drag of taking notes after back-to-back -back customer meetings slowing you down? Or even worse, did you miss something your customer asked for three meetings ago? Update AI, the latest investment from Zoom Ventures, is here to help. Featuring the world's most advanced artificial intelligence to detect action items, Update AI joins your Zoom meetings and in real time delivers your follow-ups and next steps from customer calls. Save hours of busy work, stay more present in your conversations, and make sure your team is always on track. Sign up for your trial of Update AI today at www.update.ai. Hey guys, it's Josh. If you're like me, you buy the doggy poop bags on amazon.com that have the most ratings and reviews. So please give our podcast a rating or review. It'll help others discover us. Go ahead right now. I'll be here when you get back. Let's talk now to customer success leaders. What's your advice to them about how they should be going into to 2023? They're, you know, maybe by now they've already submitted their their budgetary goals for for the next year. But um, how should they be positioning themselves and and their goals for their team and and, and their needs? Yeah. So there's going to be a resource that uh, beyond sharing the the details around Rushmo with you, Josh, I will also share our latest sales KPI uh, summary report. It is a fantastic report, and it it sets the groundwork and the framing where I think a lot of the CS leaders can benefit from looking at this lens because this is how your sales partners are looking at it. This is likely how your CEO is looking at the business. And so being able to calibrate your conversations around what matters most. So if you're an early stage company with less than 10 million ARR, you may want to think about, okay, what are the impacts I have on win rate, expansion bookings? Are there any correlations we're seeing between NPS and gross retention? And then also being able to zoom that out to say, okay, if we're looking at the numbers, how might gross retention actually impact sales and their sales targets based on what I'm able to do? And being able to speak to your partners and your boss within this context with that kind of business framing beyond the traditional CS metrics, I think that can only help strengthen the position our leaders can have going forward. Every organization is going to need to lean on their customer base more than recent history, maybe not more than ever, but definitely in recent history. And, and so being able to make these shifts and make the conversation with this knowledge is going to be so powerful for CS leaders. It sounds to me like you're saying that, that CS metrics are still a little bit misunderstood or not understood by leaders, maybe mm -hmm. perhaps that, um, you, you almost need to explain them in context of the numbers that people are usually looking at, like top line metrics, yeah. right? And say, okay, great. We know you guys all all understand pipeline velocity metrics and, and sales metrics. And 
here here's the the correlation the relationship here's the second order um you know uh correlation to for, from cs to those other metrics that we know you understand is that kind of what you're saying yeah you're you're essentially translating it into their language right so if if you only speak within your own language it's going to be it's going to require more work and effort for them to meet you where you are so we talked a little bit about the portfolio that you have at insight the, the strength of that portfolio lots of companies that are that have large cs teams what are folks coming to you for in this moment in time what what are some of the themes that you're seeing that are top priorities or maybe struggles um mm -hmm. or or moonshots that leaders are wanting to take in the coming year yes well with just a few minutes left we can't solve for world peace but the things that leaders are looking at is how do we start thinking about the i mean the doing more with less is nothing new to cs leaders we we've almost always had to do more with less the difference here is they're having more of their peers or their leaders coming to them to say what can cs do to help us write out some of this bumpiness. That's a new conversation that's coming into, into the view. Whereas previously it was CS, I just need you to hold up this number and make customers happy. Now it's much more, okay, our existing customer base, we need to make sure they stay. And if they can, let's grow. And that has shifted the perspective and the conversation CS leaders are having with their peers and with their leaders. So it sounds in many cases as uh, it's it's sobering for, for companies, but it's potentially an opportunity for customer success within those organizations to, to, to show their value. Absolutely. And that's why I stress again for this is a great time for CS leaders to get to know the metrics beyond CS and to think about how do I translate the impact between my metrics and the metrics that I'm seeing for um, seeing on the board decks. If we want to get a copy of your report, well, you'll send it to me. I'll put it into the show notes for the podcast. Others can pick up on it. Yes, absolutely. Ellie, thank you so much. Make sure that your CFO knows if you're working, <laughs> if you work in CS, make sure your CFO knows what you do, knows what your department does. We'll leave it at that. Ellie, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Josh. Hey guys, it's Josh. Don't hang up. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what? Even if you didn't, I'd love for you to give us a rating in iTunes or Spotify. And after you do, email me at josh at update.ai with the name of your favorite charity. And my company, Update AI, will make a donation on your behalf. I'd love to connect with each of our listeners. Send me a LinkedIn request and I'll accept it immediately. Just go to www.update.ai slash LinkedIn and it'll redirect to my profile. Thanks.